of course, uh, Blue Mountain Ski Area opening this weekend. And joining us on the line is Andrew Siegwert from the Blue Mountain Village Association. Andrew, thank you for joining us. There's been a, a lot of discussion and a lot of talk about um, should we have, you know, Blue Mountain Village open? Should we have the ski hill open uh, during this global pandemic? Uh, and, and there's sort of a lot... A lot of confusion out there. And Andrew, I really appreciate you giving us a call. Sort of to straighten out uh, your position on this. Oh, thanks for having me, John. It's my pleasure. And, you know, uh, you know, for us, our focus is really to make sure that we can uh, educate and provide as much information as we can to, to our local community, to our teams, to our partners, and to anyone who is uh, visiting the, the, the region. Now, we, we are saying that ski season starts this weekend, but... Let's be honest, it's not open season. It isn't a ski season like we're used to. Uh, this sure is not. a lockdown ski season. That's right, yeah. This, it, it will not look like a ski season that we've seen in the past, uh, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, there are, um, there are um, much more stringent protocols, safety protocols, lift line measures that all ski resorts in Ontario are, are uh, adhering to and, and um, operating by. So that's that's really going to reduce the numbers of people on on the hill uh, at any one time, and uh, you know a lot of uh, uh, ski resorts, including ours, have have really limited capacity and limited ticket sales, um, so that we can achieve those uh, those um, more stringent um, uh, results. One of the concerns I'm hearing about is. You know, for instance, Collingwood here, being Simcoe, uh, is in a red zone. Um, a lot of the customers that come to Blue are in a gray zone from the, horse, the Golden Horseshoe area. Uh, although, technically, you guys are in, what, a yellow right now. There's concerns that, wow, you're bringing all these gray zone people up to an area that that so far hasn't had the same problems. Yeah, that is definitely some feedback we're seeing, and a lot of people are, are definitely talking about that and confused about that. And I think the, the government process is, has been uh, relatively confusing on that front, which doesn't help. You know, the, the, what we learn from working very closely with the Grey Bruce Public Health, and yes, we are very fortunate in the, in the town of the Blue Mountains and the village, we are in a yellow zone. Um, as we work with public health, what they have consistently told us from the very beginning of the pandemic is that what matters most is the safety protocols you put in place, the um, discipline around the behaviors, the monitoring and enforcement of those behaviors, and the support around that. And that is your number one determinant of health outcomes. So for us as an organization, that is first and foremost. And in fact, it's not just about complying with uh, the public health. It's actually going above and beyond the public health guidelines so that we can be sure to, uh, to have uh, safety. So that's where, for example, we, uh, as far as we know, we're the only um, destination that has required face coverings and masks uh, to be worn uh, outdoors as mm. well as indoors. So uh, small things like that that uh, actually aren't that small, but really make a difference. And uh, so for us, you know, um, making sure that we uh, can operate safely ensures that everyone is safe no matter where they come from. The fact of the matter is the, the Ontario government, local municipalities have no real mechanisms to actually uh, prevent people from uh, traveling within zones. I mean, you have people who own multiple properties within zones. You have employees who, are, who commute and travel within zones. 
Uh, and so at the end of the day, th- there aren't barricades on Highway 4, 400 or Highway 26. So what we have to do is we have to be operationally ready. And with that said, um, we've been very careful and proactive. We actually aren't marketing in the red zones or the gray zones. Um, we halted all that kind of uh, sales-related advertising. But we did keep educational advertising in place to inform people of the public health guidelines, uh, responsibility codes, uh, everything that people need to know. We think it's important to communicate that because um, regardless of, of what we may wish for, um, we know people are going are gonna to move and travel and we need to be ready for that. Now, are the levels of uh, lift tickets being sold? Because, you know, I can imagine what the first day, especially when it's going to be beautiful, sunny, there's lots of snow. Uh, the first day of ski season, the village is packed. It is cheek to jowl uh, in a normal year. Are, is this going to limit it enough that you're going to be able to maintain those 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 public health spaces that you're going to be able to for the restaurants and the, and the shops to be able to adhere to the code? Absolutely. Yes, uh, and that is because um, we manage it in terms of sales volume. So the one thing that we can manage is the, the number of tickets sold. So we mm. know how many we have. We know how much capacity we have. Uh, all of the restaurants, all of the retail spaces, they, they all have capacities that, um, that they have to adhere to. And we have a support system around all of that. So we have a team of ambassadors. We have a team of security. We're closely with public health. So we actually have crews out in the... From, from parking to the village public spaces to lineups uh, right up to the mountain and, and right into hotels, you know, really guiding people and assisting people and, 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 you know, deploying some corrective behaviors, to be honest. So if we see people uh, maybe aren't uh, following a, um, a physical distance, we'll intervene and ask them to do so. If someone has forgotten to put their mask on, uh, we intervene, have a nice conversation and ask them to do so. Um, and what we're finding is people are very appreciative of that. You know, mm-hmm. human beings are not perfect. Um, so every support system we can have around them to ensure that uh, that safety is great. Even on um, Even on the ski hill, you know, every year... Uh, there is a very, um, very effective um, skier and rider code that people apply to ensure that they're safe. Sure, this your year, folks you know, are used to telling people you can't do that or you can do this or you exactly, need to have this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a, we have an ongoing alpine responsibility right. code that really, you know, this year we're you know we're we're reinforcing that message and asking people to you know ride and ski with care and ski with your within your ability within your own abilities. You know, caution can really help you stay safe. So. You know, we're leaving no stone unturned on that front. What about those that say, you know, with the fact that people would have bought their lift tickets and booked their hotel rooms, uh, that you're you're enticing them to come up even when they're nervous, but they've already laid out the money. What are they going to do? It's a great point, John. And, and it's one of the reasons why uh, our resort partners put in very flexible cancellation policies very early. So if someone has purchased a, a hotel room, if they purchase lift tickets, even if they have a pass, they... They can defer those passes if they're not comfortable. Um, within 72 hours, people will receive a full refund mm. on, a, on an advanced booking. So one of the things we did in our early recovery was guarantee people, listen, if you make a reservation and you plan to come, but something changes, you're no longer safe to travel. You don't feel comfortable traveling. You don't have to. And in fact, we encourage you not to. And we will give you your uh, a refund in order to make sure that you can be safe and that you can come back when the time is right for you. So, you know, um, 
revenues don't matter as much as safety these days and, and being kind and, and taking care of your customer and all those steps along the way, you know, ensure and incentivize and promote safety. In this case, though, it's not only just taking care of your customers, it's taking care of your community that that operate within this. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we are we are the largest employer in the region. Um, we have a we have a big responsibility, not only to all of those folks who work with us to ensure that their safety, but also uh, for their livelihood. So mm-hmm. for us, we, we are balancing uh, the needs to be safe, the, the responsibilities that our, our guests and, and operators have alongside um, uh, everyone's um, economic needs. So, um, yeah, I, and, and we have been very successful in doing that thus far, and we have every reason to believe we'll be successful doing it in the winter. And again, we have such support from our public health um, our local municipality, our uh, associations. I mean, this is a, a very big team effort, um, and uh, it will continue to be so throughout the season. Uh, at times like this, it's pretty easy to get sucked into the social media whirlwind. If people want the straight goods, the actual information, where do you suggest they go? Yeah, please, yes, bluemountain.ca or bluemountainvillage.ca. That's where you'll get all the information. People have lots of questions. We have teams available to answer all of them. Come to us. Um, social media is a great place to share commentary. Um, but if you want the, the actual information and the facts, come to us and, and we will share them with you. Andrew, appreciate you taking the time this early in the morning, but it's important discussion to have. And we're really glad you were here on Talk of the Town. Oh, thanks, John. Again, for everyone, be safe, be kind, and have a lot of fun this holiday season. And thank you so much for all that you do, John and Melanie.